Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and joining me is my Monorail family. To my left, Samantha Monorail. Samantha Monorail. Welcome back to the Monorail, Samantha. Thank you. It's uh, always lovely to be here. <laughs> Across from Samantha. The Stinky Cheese Man. The stinky feet man? Is that what you no, said? No, the stinky cheese man. <laughs> I think feet is better. Aww. <laughs> Put your shoes back on, stinky feet man. Oh, this is so sad. McKenna Monorail is here. And then, last but not least. Chicken. Just chicken. Just chicken. You are a chicken. I mean, we learned a lot about ourselves on Friday, celebrating <laughs> McKenna's birthday. And I think we could say... We're all chicken. Very. <laughs> yep. Very chicken. Very much a chicken. Uh, Spooky. We might say a little more about that in just a second. But first, I will say this is episode 73 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Wow. And today is September the 9th, 2019. Um, yeah. Friday was McKenna's birthday. Happy all birthday. She, all she ever wanted was to go to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal uh, you mean that one park? Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. That park down the road that shall not be mentioned. And so we did go. It and, was a bad idea. And in summary, as we were driving away, Samantha Monorail said, well, I think we're a Disney family. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bad idea. <laughs> that was really rough. It was something. It really is scary. If you, it's very scary. If you've never been there and you're wondering, is it really scary? It's pretty scary. The haunted houses are scary. Well, and the bad thing is that you only can stand in line unless you want to pay more than a ticket price to mm -hmm. get in the fast Express pass, pass thing. Express pass. Yeah. So you can't even get a fast pass to anything. <laughs> it's just disappointing. Yeah. Oh, it's very scary. Um, the scary and scared. <laughs> okay. I'm scaredy, cheese man. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> My favorite part of it was when we did the stuff that wasn't the scary stuff. Yeah, the Rip Ride Rocket was fun. Yeah. It was good. That was a good the ride. The Mummy was so cool. The Mummy was... Actually, that was a fun ride. That was yeah. so cool. And it was Dad's first time... Riding Gringotts. Well, it was like, my first like time. Gringotts. It was my first time doing any Harry Potter stuff at Universal, so that was pretty neat. Yeah, Harry. Potter Nobody was cool. in Diagon Alley because everybody no. was in line for Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, it was really cool having <laughs> Diagon Alley. There. So we tried Butterbeer. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. We're chickens. <laughs> I like Mickey's not so scary party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you ever watch a video of somebody going through those haunted houses, I mean, it's they like, oh, this doesn't look so bad. Yeah, it's so much worse. <laughs> when you're actually in there, the scare actors are in your face screaming. Yeah. Like, it's 
I very close. I actually don't even think I saw anything because I like blacked out. I was so afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Mom kept punching me in the face while we were walking through. Well, she couldn't punch them, so she had yeah. to punch you. So I was... Being scared by these random people and being punched and being by punched. my mom. That's even scarier. <laughs> Garrett, I think, just nearly blacked out entirely. Yeah, it was pretty traumatizing. <laughs> Plus, I also got slapped in the face by mom. <laughs> <laughs> she was flailing everywhere. Oh, it's not for all those times I didn't get you before. Uh. <laughs> all right. Well... So that's our review of Halloween Horror Nights. All right, Nights. there you go. It's scary. It's, it's very so scary. <laughs> <laughs> the scare zones were fun. But the scare zones were fun, yeah. but it was scary it was in scary. the haunted houses. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I've got a few items of news that we're going to talk about at Walt Disney World. Yay, Disney. We've got an M34D today. And then we're going to wrap it up by giving you some tips to have a good experience at the Food and Wine Festival. Yay, so yeah. much good. So, so much good. A lot of <laughs> good so stuff. Good. Nothing scary. Nothing to be afraid of nope. today. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Oh my gosh, I love the Food and Wine Festival, by the way. Can I just say that? Yeah, sure. Are we talking about it now? No, that's oh. it's coming later. Uh, we're actually going to start with a upcoming VIP pass holder event. Did you all know that Disney is introducing a new color? I mean, it doesn't even seem like Imagination Pink has been out that long. A new color, like new spirit jersey color? Right. New and spirit jerseys, ears? new ears, new is it, is it green? lounge fly backpacks. No, actually, it's Arendelle Aqua inspired oh. by Frozen. And I'll show you oh, that's awesome. some pictures here, just letting the table see. I feel like it's story time. Story time. Story time. So yeah. can I see that spirit jersey? Yeah. Well, first I wanted, I wanted to say on September 10th from 630 to 830 at Future World West, located to the right of Flavors from Fire, there is going to be a special Walt Disney World Passholder pop-up event celebrating the release of Arendelle Aqua. Attendees can be among the first to purchase this new color collection that is inspired by the Academy Award winning animated film Frozen. And who doesn't love Frozen? And of course there's going to be tasty treats. Oh yeah, this is why I love Disney. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got pictures of the treats. I don't actually know what any of them are. Does it say what any we of them We can describe are? them in great detail. Oh, there's going to be a sponge cake, there's going to be slushies and a cupcake. <gasps> yeah. And they're all... Arendelle aqua colored. Wow. Yeah, my favorite color that came out was the yellow, but it didn't really get much hype. Yeah. It didn't stay around very long no. either. Hey, but guess what? It's on the Disney shop on clearance. Ooh. I can get it for you. I got you. <laughs> so the slushy, what flavor do you think an aqua slushy would be? Um, Febreze. Febreze? <laughs> what? what? Powerade. <laughs> Febreze. Yeah, Powerade. Mountain Berry Powerade. I think it's going to taste like uh, flowers, probably, or like the sea, but as a candle. The sea with Nemo and friends. That one glacier flavor. With, uh, glacier Gatorade. cherry. Yes. Yeah. No. I don't know. I think that's I think right. Arctic like cooler. Cooler. Well, if you're interested in attending the event launching these items, registration is not required, but you do have to have a valid annual pass card and photo ID. To enter the event, mm. and then you'll get a 20% pass holder merchandise discount if Standard. you purchase merch 
purchase merchants during the event. <laughs> purchase merchants. <laughs> and the the uh, collection officially launches Friday, September thirteenth. Wow! So that's coming up. You yeah. could you know walk around for a couple of days like look at my Arendelle Aqua, you peons. I spit on them. Oh no. <laughs> No, this We're isn't universal. This We're is better Disney. than them. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. Did you enjoy the food and drink that you tried in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. What was yes. your least favorite part about the food and drink? Maybe standing in line and waiting? Yeah, I don't like that. Like, remember at the milk stand how long the oh line gosh, was? Oh, my gosh, the line was yeah. so long at the milk stand. Even Docking Bay 7. We actually avoided Docking Bay 7 on pass, on the pass holder night because the line was too long. Yeah, it was such a bummer. I really wanted to try it. The line wasn't that long whenever we went. It was... Me it, and McKenna. Oh, when you guys Yeah, because of the well, hurricane. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, these will never be a problem again because mobile ordering has arrived at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Woo! Yeah. Nice. So Yay. you can now mobile order from Docking Bay 7, you can mobile order from the milk stand, and you can mo- mobile order a Ronto wrap from Ronto Roasters. And Ooh. the Sour Sarlacc. And the Sour Sarlacc, for sure. That's awesome. Nice. And I have been very vocal about the fact that I love mobile ordering. I think that it is the best invention ever at Star Wars Land, or at, at Disney. <laughs> In general. In general. Uh, but especially in Star Wars Land. And so uh, now, I mean, I think the probably the slowest line was the milk stand when we were there. And so now, yeah. just and I want to well, say one thing about the milk stand. You weren't right though. The slowest line while we were there was Docking Bay Seven because you wouldn't even let us get in well, that we, one. We didn't try it. Mm-hmm. So, well, when uh, when the guys went to Docking Bay Seven, there was a line, and the line actually moved pretty fast. Oh well, I'll maybe give credit. <laughs> Where credit is due. <laughs> I'll give credit where credit is due. The milk stand went by pretty fast when it was just me and Garrett. Oh, mm-hmm. We basically just walked up to the register. I didn't so. know you guys got milk when you went back. Oh, and they offered got me... Got milk? Got milk. They offered me alcoholic blue milk. What? And I said, no, thank you. Oh, oh. my goodness. That oh. was a very responsible choice. You're acting like such an adult now I'm that an, you're 18. I'm such an adult. Oh, an adult would have taken it. No, an adult... Who's a 21 enough. plus adult <laughs> Not always She was driving Yeah I was oh, driving yeah. I could have driven <laughs> <laughs> Oh There That's my car it's, pra- it's practice Well I'm glad you didn't But In the future someday You can try it Maybe um, I wanted to say this On the guys trip We lined up for milk And we um, Landon I think Landon got green Frank got blue I got blue Yeah Because I preferred the blue Yeah um, Two things One the lines were so long and it was so hot that I guess they couldn't make the milk fast enough so it wasn't freezing. So it was coming out mostly melted. Oh, wow. And when we got ours, it was frozen when we went on pass holder night. But ours was like mostly melted when, when we got it. And I was able to taste like a blueberry flavor in the coconut. Oh, that's strange. Hey, didn't I say that? Didn't I say I think you said, but I didn't taste mm-hmm. it the first time. I tasted blueberry. I tasted it the first it time. It tasted like cold. Yeah, it just tasted cold and coconut to me the first yeah. time. I didn't taste coconut. I only tasted blueberry. Yeah. I just tasted cold. Well, anyway, I just wanted to say, I guess you were right. Oh, I was oh. wrong. I know. Oh. So well, It's blue. It has to have blueberry. It's the foodie in me. I, I can taste these things. You think you can taste these things, I but can't. you just can't, Nemo. Sorry. Um, wow. I just got yelled at. <laughs> My feelings are hurt. I feel like and I'm back at Halloween. Are you a Nemo night. now? <laughs> you, you got called a fish. Yeah, are you Nemo now, man? Yeah. Fished in. 
Special announcement. Oh. Coming out of Epcot. <laughs> Are we done celebrating mobile ordering at Galaxy's yeah, we're, Edge? Yes, it's over. Okay. Officially, the Epcot International Festival of the Arts will return January 17th through September. <laughs> Where do I sign up? <laughs> through September 24th. My, my <laughs> Man, I can't wait till September to sign up for this. <laughs> my favorite month. September. You want to hear something crazy that that makes me think of? What? Oh my gosh, my pass. We're about to get cl- oh, pretty yeah. close to me You're gonna needing have to, renew. to renew it. Well, and January prices went up. Ah ha ha! They got us. They tricked Luckily, us. we spread we- it all out. We'll just have to renew yours, and then yeah, Garrett's we- will come a little later. later and, yeah. Then yeah. Um, Mars. Mars. Well, I didn't get to do the Festival of the Arts. The last time that it I came did, around, I did it a lot actually. I, what uh, you refresh my memory? I'm looking forward to it. Remember, mom got We're to done. see people doing paintings, and you weren't you Where didn't get to, to it either. Where can I sign up I, to no, do I, that? I, I don't remember that. Well, they do uh, culinary and performing arts. They do live concerts and art performances. They do workshops, art signings, and much more. And they also do the Disney on Broadway concert series, which me and McKenna will be excited for. And mom yes. will be like, oh, that's dumb. Sounds I actually Broadway's cool. dumb. I, didn't I remember <laughs> this festival oh. because we saw those people with the pots and the pans out. And they, I think they were stacking them or something. It was really cool. Or maybe they were playing on them. I don't think not, you've ever been. I have. Um, because they were, I've never been they to the were out. Arts. They were out there. In You're the talking of about the something else. That's when we went way back in 2014. Yeah. That was the food and wine festival. The food and wine. Oh, man. And, they and do was, that anyways. I, I, yeah. I remember that too. It's chefs. It's like these guys come out dressed as chefs and they're playing on pots and pans. Okay, yeah. That was not part no. of the Festival of the Arts, but good My try. I nice got nice it. work. Um, so here's something that's interesting in addition to the announcement here. They said. Uh, the new Beauty and the Beast sing-along will debut in January in Yay. the France Pavilion. A- and uh, Canada Far and Wide in Circle Vision 360 will de- debut in 2020, January 2020. With Martin Short. And the Land Pavilion Awesome Planet will debut January. They blew. They blew. You are messing up tonight. January 20. <laughs> I'm drinking water. September. In September, you can experience a lot of cool stuff. Wowie wow. Wow. All right. Anyway, so good stuff. Good stuff, guys. Yay! We did it. Okay, end of podcast. Yeah. And while we're talking about Epcot, I feel like it's only appropriate to say that today, the walls are officially up around all the stuff that's getting torn out. The Fountain of Nations, Innovations Innovations West, Club Cool, the Fountain View, Starbucks, all that stuff. Rest in peace, Club Cool. I'll be patiently waiting until Club Cool returns. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot it's of stuff. It's a big stuff. chunk of, of land. Mm-hmm. They, they've already relocated the character meet and greet um, to a new location. I'm not sure exactly where that's at right now, but it has already moved. Where um, am I going to get my Melon Frosty Fanta while it's gone? Skipper's Canteen, Where am I going to get... Free drink. Oh, they do have it at Skipper's Canteen, don't they? Yeah. I forgot about that. I thought you were telling a joke, but I, now I remember that is on the menu. Yeah, we're going to miss getting shots of soda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you'll just have to do shots of limoncello with Allison. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do those. Nope. No, you're not allowed. I'm forbidden. Even I'm if they allowed. offer. You're not allowed either. Nope. But, uh, but yeah, sad... 
sad to see the fountain go. I think that's the going to be the hardest thing for me because that was such a part of, you know, you walk around Spaceship Earth, you're looking at show, World Showcase Lagoon, and you see the fountain. And the fountain show was always fun to watch. So a lot of people all over social media, they were post, posting videos and pictures of the fountain the last couple of days. And I've enjoyed those. I also had one, but I decided I'm not going to. I'm not going to put, there's plenty of videos getting posted, yeah. so I think it's covered. I was really confused because I didn't know the walls were going up today. Yeah. So I was, um, I was like, why are people posting a bunch of videos of, of the fountain? Yeah. Because it's an RIP in memoriam. Yeah. When we do, when we do our, uh, Mouskers award next year, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah. In memoriam. I think. As long as they bring back Club Cool so we can get our shots of soda, that's going to be fine. If they make Club Cool bigger, it would be so yeah. much better. They could add sodas. Maybe that big three-story structure they're going to be building, cool it'll just be a big Club Cool. That would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. cool. They should put a... They should put a like they should move the club cool into that building, and the maybe maybe the Moana water experience is actually soda. is just soda. <laughs> we had a cool soda, <laughs> and you get to like do cool things with soda, and it'll just spray directly into your mouth. That would be kind of gross, actually. <laughs> that might be a little nasty. Yeah, that, yeah, I don't know about that. Soda Epcot will just be about soda from now on. A, a cast Epcot. member just shakes up a bottle of one of the sodas and then sprays it in people's mouths. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. That's the news. And that's the news. All right. Goodbye. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> so, all right. Anything else to say? Not much. Before we I'm go waiting. to break. I'm waiting for a very special announcement. The only thing that I have to say is, we didn't go to Disney this weekend. It felt weird. No. I I am sorry. I had to work. I know. Stop it's it. We don't go every I'm weekend, do we? Almost. <laughs> Almost every weekend. We went to a different park this past weekend. Betrayal. It was betrayal. Mm-hmm. Don't tell. Don't tell Mickey. He'll be disappointed in us. At oh, Mickey no. Mouse. <laughs> I might as well just be thrown in jail. <laughs> at, at Mickey Mouse. One more thing to say. Yes. Because there is one more big announcement. Your dad, it is his birthday today. Oh. Oh, Happy birthday. People are listening to to this podcast. Justin Monorel has turned 44 (laughs) years old like Frank Cardillo. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm not as old as Frank. I know. I'm just kidding. You want to talk old. That's Frank Cardillo. Yeah, Frank is like 100 now, right? Yeah, something like that. Compared to Frank, I'm a spring chicken. <laughs> but happy birthday. But I am a happy chicken. Birthday. I just want to reiterate. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm a birthday chicken. Birthday birthday chicken. <laughs> birthday chicken. Yeah. McKenna it's pretty crazy that you were born Justin. on the same day as your birthday. I know. It's wild. <laughs> McKenna and Justin have birthdays way too close to each other. We do. Oh. <sighs> Always trying to steal my thunder. That's well, McKenna Monreal. Always be my thunder because you're old. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, happy birthday, Justin Monreal, aka Dad, aka Hubby. That wasn't why I was asking you all if you had anything else to say, <laughs> yeah. but I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> we see where this is going. leading us on. <laughs> That's not right, but all right. Well, I'm going to go blow out the candles, and while I do that, you stick around and listen to M34D. And when we come back, 
We're going to talk about the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Stay with us. Welcome back to the monorail. This is M34D. I know what you probably thought. You thought there is no M34D anymore. It's gone forever. You were so wrong. How dare you? How dare you believe such a thing? You've got to have more faith than that. And I'm just here to tell you that if you believe in something hard enough, then you can make it happen. And I believe that we were going to make this segment happen today. And that's that's what we're doing. But you know what? It takes more than one person to believe to make the dream work. And that's why I've got with me my partner in crime, Landon, the Dawes Doan. Landon, welcome back to the monorail. What's up, buddy? And as the cliche says, uh, teamwork does, in fact, make the dream work. Yes, it does. And we have certainly missed you. It's been several weeks now since you've been able to join me for an M34D. And I think it's just because... Yeah, this this uh, this segment uh, or this part of the monorail smells like a... Uh, as a cousin Kevin S aroma <laughs> in the air. What's up with that? Yeah, it does. It does indeed. Sounds like a dirty Yankees fan in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, we did just have the uh, carpets freshly cleaned. We put a new uh, fake leather on the seats, and it's a brand new monorail, if you ask me. But, uh, Part of yeah, so that's part of why we were renovating the the middle section of the monorail. But also, you set up residency in Walt Disney World here for like nearly two weeks, and so yeah, uh huh. It, it uh, kind of became a little difficult to find time to record when I was a resident of Central Florida for, like you said, <laughs> almost two weeks, including during hurricane season. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I got to go through my first hurricane prep, ladies and gentlemen. This is an AMA for that. So go ahead and get your questions into Reddit. I will be answering them. That's right. I think the main answer is one of the best places you can be if a hurricane's headed for Central Florida is in Walt Disney World. They take Amen. care of you. Amen. Like, let me tell you, I was pretty much able to walk on to pretty much everything across all four parks the entire time I was there. Outside of the day that Galaxy's Edge opened, because, you know, everybody in the world wants to be there for day one. The crowds were super manageable. And like uh, the Epcot day, for example, I was able to walk on the Soren three different times. Yeah. Literally walked on. Yeah. it's It was crazy how low the, the crowds were. And I did notice, too, that the resorts, especially on like Tuesday and Wednesday when the weather was supposed to be particularly bad, had special like bag lunches, bag meals for people if they wanted to take them back to the room. And they were doing they were doing lots of things. I, I think I saw it was like Pop Century. I think like some of the cast members were doing like dance parties and different oh, yeah, things. Oh, yeah, they're to in the cafeteria people, or whatever. Yeah, yeah keep people I entertained. So and, and, and I've also awesome. read in years past they'll have like big like movie viewing areas where they'll just get a big giant projection screen and open up a big hall and everybody come sit down. We'll have drinks and snacks and you can watch The Little Mermaid yeah. or something. Yeah, so it's a nice distraction while you're trying to hunker down and uh, not be blown away by the intense hurricane winds. Which Uh, apparently is now just hitting Alabama, according to our president. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) He told us it would happen. Yep. (laughs) Um, But, you know, since we have made it through the hurricane and now you're back home, it's time to get back to our duty 
of doing a deep dive into Walt Disney World attractions. Did you know this is our 39th attraction that we're going to be reviewing today? Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea and also didn't realize that our next episode of M34D will be the big 4-0. That's right. Lordy, lordy. Some would say this uh, this episode, <laughs> or this segment is now over the hill. It might be. Or according to some listeners, they've been over this segment for like 40-ish episodes. Oh, so there you go. I don't believe that at all. People love this segment. I hear, I hear it's a fan favorite. And uh, you know what? You, you know who gets all the credit for that. Well, me, of course, because I organized of it. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one that pays for the hosting. You're the one that does the editing. So absolutely, you do get the credit, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, well, today we're going to be talking about something that both of us are big fans of, not only because it's a fun ride, we're both competitive, but also because we really like the property that's used on said ride. And of course, we're taking aim at Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. And it is mostly because we're extremely competitive. It is. Have you ever been a galactic hero? For the purpose of this segment, yes. Oh, yes, good. I have. Nice. Good. One of us is qualified to talk about this then. I've never. <laughs> I. This is another one of those rides where I try, I try real hard. I typically, I am pretty competitive. I like to be the one in the group that has the highest score on these things. And, it, and for this ride, I never am. It's usually Garrett um, or McKenna at times. The most recent time we rode, apparently McKenna had a broken laser. Sure. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've heard that one before. <laughs> McKenna. But Garrett tore it up. He found some of those high value targets and he ended up in the like 400,000 range, which was personally wow. the most I've ever seen because <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And, and, and I'm not even pretending that I've, I've ever scored that high. That's really good. Yeah. Well, I've never, I've never even glimpsed the uh, limit of 999, 999. Like oh no, I haven't gotten there either. But then again, I haven't watched a video on YouTube telling you the ins and outs of this attraction because those do exist. They do. Apparently we're not the only super competitive ones whenever we go to Walt Disney World. Yeah, they do. They do. So, okay. First, before we get too far into it, I have to do my standard routine of explaining what exactly this ride is, and then we can get into all the details and strategies and, you know, just, we, we will figure this thing out. We're going to become galactic heroes before it's all said and done, but, so, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. This ride opened in 1998... Is that correct? That's a correct number. He says yeah. with confidence, yes. 1998 opened. Uh, soft open was October 7th, according to Wikipedia, And then the grand opening was on November the 3rd of yes. 1998. Replacing Take Flight. That's right. So the Delta Dream Flight and then eventually just Dream Flight. Um, one of my favorites from childhood. And we talked about that one on a previous episode. Um, and I still I love the theme song to that ride. I love everything about it. I'm not a person who ever was like, I hate traveling by plane. Like, I've always been totally on board with air travel. And so for me, that ride was super cool. And I was a fan of Delta, so that helped too. There you go. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that ride closed down, I believe, in 1996 to make way for a Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin. And this was a bit of a risk for Disney because they had never opened a Toy Story-centered attraction in Walt Disney World or any of their other parks. And they didn't own Pixar at the time. They were just partners with Pixar. Um, and they had, you know, partnered together to make the Toy Story film, which was the only Pixar film we had when this opened. So I guess Bugs Life was in production at the time, but hadn't come out yet. So Toy Story, 
I mean, yes, I think Disney and Pixar knew that Toy Story was a hit, but they were still putting a lot of faith that Buzz Lightyear could carry a whole ride by himself and would be interesting enough for people to not only ride, but ride again and again. And uh, it was a gamble that paid off, obviously, because even today, this ride isn't like super advanced in terms of technology. I mean, you can ride rides like we were talking about before we started recording Men in Black um, over at Universal, which is a similar kind of a shooter ride. You're riding also in, Toy Story Mania. Yeah, over Toy at, Story uh, Mania over yeah. at Hollywood Studio. Yeah, uh, but and they obviously use more advanced technology than this one. And actually, every Buzz Lightyear that has opened since this one is more advanced. Some of them have even come out um, in the 2000s. I think the most recent one opened in 2014. I'll have to check my facts on that one. But now I believe there are seven of these across the world. Let me just do a quick count. We got Magic Kingdom. We got Tokyo Disneyland. Disneyland in California. Hong Kong Disneyland. Disneyland Paris. Shanghai. So there's six. And it opened in 2016. The one in Shanghai opened in 2016. Uh, I didn't realize that the Shanghai one opened so recently. Yeah, just a, just a, a mere few years ago. <laughs> and it is, of course, the most impressive of <laughs> all of the Buzz Lightyears. It has, I, I, I did watch a video on the Shanghai Disneyland Park version, and it has some very impressive set pieces and technology on that ride. So feeling a little, a little neglected over here. I'd like to get a little upgrade at Magic Kingdom, but, you know. Like I said, hey, Magic Kingdom had it first, so in your face, the rest of the world. Yeah, and like I said, it's still fun, even though it's not like the most advanced technology. I don't know why that was so angry. I apologize, <laughs> the rest of the world. <laughs> but similar to Dream Flight, similar to If You Had Wings, this is an Omni Mover ride. They pretty much kept the track the same. Um, all they really did was make it to where you've got a joystick, you can spin your car around, which fits two or three people. There are only two guns in there, though. Two guns Man, how would you like to be the third person in that? <laughs> yeah. like, you can sit and watch. Congratulations. I guess if you were the third, you could be you know, in the middle and doing the driving, which might be Yeah, fun. and then you would just make the other two in your cart that much angry at you. be like, I can't believe you totally sandbagged me yeah. and would let me shoot at the small triangle. It's true, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but it's sorry. It, it's like least... I speak from experience on that. Sorry, <laughs> we're uh, we're going to turn this into Landon's therapy session from some bad experiences on Buzz Lightyear. Just FYI, <laughs> that's okay. I've Why, had... mom? Why? <laughs> I've had some similar experiences where I didn't have control of the joystick and it didn't turn out so well for me. At least that's my excuse. Um, <laughs> But yeah, then you go through multiple scenes, and the whole idea is that Zerg is basically stealing batteries from toys because he's going to take over the world once he has all the power of all the batteries. By take the way, over the they're universe. not batteries in the ride. They're crystallic fusion cells. That's right. Or crystallic yeah. fusion cells or crystal fusion cells if we want to get fancy. <laughs> yeah, and, and you, as the ride participant, are a new recruit for Star Command, then you're going to be sent out because, of course, the best thing to do is send out your rookies to go fight the <laughs> ultimate bad guy. Send them out there with weapons they haven't trained on and spaceships they've never learned to fly yep. and send them out. Basically, let's just be honest here. We're Operation Meat Shield. That's all we're doing. <laughs> we're out there to, to so, you know, Zerg can use up all his ammo on us and then Buzz Lightyear can come on and take can him out. Can come in and save the day and, yeah. and be the hero that we all think he is. But yeah, <laughs> you just saw behind the curtains of uh, uh, the Galactic Rangers, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, oh, but also, if you do get caught in a situation, you don't just say it's your first day and shrug your shoulders. You'll be good to go. Yeah. I'm new. I'm new. <laughs> so uh, a couple of things before you even start the ride that you get to experience as you're in the queue, there is a very impressive Buzz Lightyear animatronic that is basically telling you what your mission is, and he's kind of getting you prepped and ready for what's about to come. I think I could be wrong, but I'm going to put this out there. I think it was one of the first animatronics with the projection face. I, I think you're right. And I also think that might be why it's kind of starting to, you know, show the seams a little bit. It, mm. it, it, like, it's clearly not coming apart because it's still a very impressive presentation. But even some of the newer attractions that have that facial uh, projection system, uh, Frozen Ever After comes to mind, yeah. where it's like, that's starting to look a little sweaty. So... Maybe now that I say it out loud, maybe we should be giving Buzz Lightyear that much more props because it's just now starting to look a little dated as opposed to some of the newer stuff. It's like, yeah, that's going to be an issue in like eight months ago. So, but 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 I do think this was the first attraction that used the facial projection. Yeah, I can't remember another one. And if it isn't the first, it's one of the first. And if you've never seen it in person, videos make it look worse than it is like in person it looks pretty good honestly it's it's really not that bad i mean obviously buzz his face is glowing a little bit more than the rest of his body but maybe that's just because he uses moisturizer i mean he uses space moisturizer (laughs) and space moisturizer would make your face glow of course it would and plus he's just so dreamy he is and he's got that iconic voice and of course once again voiced by tim allen right no. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> that would be voiced by uh, Pat Fraley of the Cowboys from Moo Mesa fame, y'all. You remember that show from Fox anim- or from Fox Saturday Morning? Cowboys from Moo Mesa. That you also might uh, more uh, know him from the 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated series where he was a voice actor of uh, several characters. Yeah. But once again, the Cowboys of Moo Mesa. He does a great job doing Ride. a doing a Tim Allen impression. Cuz it's not bad. You can tell. No, no. I mean like you can there are times where if you stop and listen to everything they say it's like okay, that's that's clearly not Tim Allen and uh, the voiceover we get in the TTA area where they give a shout out yeah. to this ride. Clearly you can tell it's not yeah. Tim Allen. But I mean it's not a bad impression. Yeah. I mean this is the guy they get when Tim Allen says no. Exactly. Yeah, and I think he and does it, perfectly it, fine. Yeah, does a good job. Admirable job. Yeah. My boys from Mesa. <laughs> I'd never heard of that before. That wasn't on my classic what? Saturday morning list for sure. How could you not have heard of the Cowboys from Moo Mesa? Yeah, I don't know. They're cowboys that are cows on the planet <laughs> of Moo Mesa. Well, thanks for explaining it. Still don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> We'll circle back around a couple more times. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of circling around, you'll also see in the queue a giant Viewmaster that is kind of clicking through scenes. Uh, similar to if you go to Toy Story Land today, the whole idea is that you are shrunk down to the size of a toy when you're in Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. So there's larger-than-life things like an Etch-A-Sketch that's drawing things on itself um, in the queue. All that stuff, very cool. Here's my one complaint about the queue. As you're going through the switchbacks... They've got these panels that look like they would be buttons that you could press, and they're they're all just stickers, which I guess is similar because in Toy Story Land, they've got that when you're in line for uh, Alien Swirling Saucers. It's just like stickers. You can't actually press the buttons, but I, I like pressing buttons. 
I want to press those buttons. Well, chill out there, Toy. Sorry. Remember, we are shrunk down to toys. And if you remember from the very first Toy Story movie, when Buzz goes to hit his communication, he peels off that sticker. You're right. I guess We're that's true. We're all just true. toys in man's world, man. I guess that's true, but I just there's something so satisfying about clicking little buttons as you walk through. So of course, especially in, after coming off the Millennium Falcon smugglers run, oh, yeah. where, where where there are all the buttons in the world that you can hit. Yeah, it's it, oh, the best. In, if, if you're if you're a fan of button switching, you need to ride that ride just it, for that alone. It's very satisfying. And here's a little pro tip because maybe you'll be focused on your little console while you're on Smuggler's Run. Not that we're talking about Smuggler's Run. We're talking about Buzz Lightyear. But in terms of Smuggler's Run, feel free to explore the entire cockpit because all those switches and buttons move, and it's amazing. Above and below you. It's well, great. To the side of you, not below you. They don't have them on the floor. Yeah. You could look on the floor, but you're not going to find any <laughs> buttons. You may find some gum, but... Uh, <laughs> Would not recommend touching that either. That's just a free treat you get for riding the ride. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it's... It's very cool, and um, I, I think it's a pretty effective um, strategy, and I like that they're staying true to that between Buzz Lightyear and the Toy Story Land, and I, I think it's a nice way to immerse you in the Toy Story universe. You are a toy now. Um, and I will say, very good idea to not like make you Buzz Lightyear on this ride, because, of course, the kids want to see Buzz Lightyear, and we talked before about, in early iterations of Peter Pan's flight, you were Peter Pan. And everybody's like, well, where's Peter Pan? Where is Peter Pan? Exactly. He wasn't on the ride. Yeah. So, And they've done that with other rides we've talked about in the past. It's a good idea, in theory. Well, wouldn't these people want to be Peter Pan? Sure, but we also want to see Peter Pan. So <laughs> we yep. want to see the movies that we've seen on TV. We want to we see those characters. And so in this one, now Buzz Lightyear isn't like prominently featured in the ride um you don't really see buzz lightyear i don't think you see him at all you see the aliens and you see zerg it's mostly just bad guys uh, but at least in the queue you know he's there and you get to see him and stuff and that's that that kind of tells you that you're not buzz because he's the one telling you your space rangers your rookies go out there and fight so they i guess they could i wonder if i kind of wonder if it was designed initially before they came up with the buzz animatronic as well we're gonna let you be buzz and you're going to go out and shoot Zerg. But, and then they were like, wait, this has never worked for us in the past. That's I mean, it's definitely a possibility because like you did say, he's not prominently featured anywhere throughout the ride. And I'm kind of like, like maybe they were thinking like he was just along for the ride, so to speak. He yeah. was like guiding you. Like, I'm kind of surprised there isn't like voiceovers and stuff like that. Be like, great job, Ranger. And right. Stuff like that. You ought to hear it. This is something else that Buzz Lightyear would say. <laughs> <laughs> this is falling with style. I know that's something he says at one point. <laughs> yeah, oh, I remember that part. And, uh, you are a ch wait wrong character. <laughs> um, there is a photo pass on this ride, by the way. Yes, there is. Mm -hmm. And I think I know where it's at now. But I, this is one that I always end up getting an awkward picture taken for because I am very focused on trying to increase my score at that point. Focus is definitely a way to describe every picture I've had taken on this attraction because it's always me and my party, like white knuckle tight, gripping that laser, like trying to figure out what I'm shooting next. Yep. So where do you think it is in the attraction? So I think it's in the tunnel, um, the tunnel that you're going through near the now. Now you've got me questioning myself because I was going ah, to say I, there's definitely there's definitely a point where there it has you focused. It's before you can start spinning, so it can't be at the tunnel at the end. It's at the beginning, 
I think when you're um, supposed to be training on your gun, and they've got the targets, and it's just okay. your, I think that's where it's at. Now I'm totally questioning this. Prove I don't, him wrong, guys, listeners. Prove him wrong. I don't know anything. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, as we have mentioned in the past, when we talked about if you have wings and, and Delta Dreamflight, the TTA and Landon mentioned it just a minute ago. As you're riding the TTA, you get a good view of Buzz, and you can look down and see all the intensely focused people as they're trying to shoot their way through all the aliens and, and whatnot. And uh, the only change from the Delta Dreamflight was, I guess there used to be three windows that you could actually see through to see down into the ride. Now there's only one, and it's because the way they set up the scenes, it blocks two of the windows. So you just get one little view, but it's still, it's cool to see. I like looking at it. It is. And I, if I remember correctly doing my research, the area of the TTA where it has the woman getting the hairstyle and Mm -hmm. the big giant ball looking thing over her head, that was the scene that was, or used to be featured on uh, Take Flight, that thing that we were just talking about. You're right. So the, that's the first window there was another window that they blocked because if you didn't block it, you were looking directly into the banks of high powered backlights. Oh, which would have been pretty blinding. So yeah. Okay. I could see how that would really throw off the uh, feng shuiness of the TTA. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit of strategy here. I mean, we've, we've pretty much uh, talked about like the history and and where it came from and, and the thoughts behind it, but Landon, what, when you're trying to maximize your score on Space Ranger Spin, what is your strategy? Um, hit the most targets. Perfect. That's a great strategy. <laughs> I'm I'm literally the John Madden of the uh, of the Space Ranger Spin. I look to be the guy with the most points at the end of the game. Hey, and if you do have more points than your opponent at the end of the game, there's a good chance you win. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Nine out of ten times, you are going to win those situations. <laughs> but uh, like, like I, I said it earlier, I haven't watched one of those like how to beat Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin videos. They're out there. I know they are, but it's like I do know the smaller the target or the more hidden a target appears to be, the more points it's going to be. So mm-hmm. if like there's a target right in front of your face, yeah, you can hit it a couple times, but it's only going to rack up like a hundred points a pop. Where if you see like a small triangle that rotates over an alien's eye and you can time it to where it hits it right. It might give you like, like 10,000 for that one shot. Mm -hmm. So I try and get the hidden quote unquote targets. Well, and I know that makes no sense. No, you're exactly right. And here are some score big tips from DisneyFanatic.com. So you're going to want to take notes on this. Finally, we're getting into some game cheats. Uh, here's the one. Up, up, down, down, left, right. Wait, no. Sorry. <laughs> that's that's a different game. Never mind. Please continue. <laughs> okay. Okay. So credit DisneyFanatic.com with this list. Make sure you're taking notes. And I expect every single one of you from now on to be Galactic Heroes once you hear these things. So first of all, they say, even if you miss every single target and just push the trigger, you're going to get a minimum score of 1,300 points. So, All right. The bare minimum. You're not going to get shut out, which is nice. That's nice that Absolutely. they do that. Uh, here are the- Especially if you have to stand in line. Because this ride sometimes does have a wave. Like yeah. if you have to wait 35 minutes and you get shut out, yeah, that's <laughs> really going to put a damper on the rest of your day in the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so you're not going to come away empty-handed. Uh, but here's the deal. Here, If you really want to maximize those scores, this is what you need to do. First, shoot for the high and far targets. 
just like Landon said, if they're hidden, they're far away, they're high up in the scenes, they're probably worth more points. Also, look for the large dark orange robot in the first room. Shoot his left hand for 100,000 points and then spin around and aim at the claw for another 100,000 points. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. 200,000 right out the gate. I didn't actually know that you got 100,000 for the left hand on the front, but I did know about the back one. I thought that was the only one. So try both. You might as well try both. (laughs) In the second room, shoot near the top of the volcano for 50,000 points. Then find the monster in a box for another big payout. Shoot the spinning targets as you exit for 25,000 point bonus. So some big points there in room number two. The target on the front of Zerg's ship in the third room is worth big points. Also, if you hit the batteries on the bottom, they'll fall over and you get 50,000 points. Hmm. So, way to rack up some good ones. And then, don't take a break in the tunnel. Watch for animated targets that only appear for a second. They have huge payouts. Keep your eyes peeled as Zerg's ship is destroyed because the targets will flash quickly. Some say it's best to turn backwards through the tunnel for easiest aim. So, there you have it. And then the rankings, they break out like this. If you score 0 to 1,000, which apparently is not possible, you would be a star cadet. Level 2, Space Scout, 1,001 to 10,000 points. That's where, you know, like we said, if you just participate, you're going to be a Space Scout. Level 3, Ranger First Class. I think I usually end up in this bucket. 10,001 to 100,000 points. Level 4, Planetary Pilot, 100,001 to 300,000 points. Level 5, Space Ace, 300,001 to 600,000. Level 6, Cosmic Commando, 600,001 to 999,998. Galactic Hero is 999,999 plus. And it maxes out at 909,999. Cannot go higher than that. Yeah. So if you max out, you're good. You can take a break the rest of the ride and just spin your whoever you're riding with. Spin them around in circles. Don't let them hit anything. Exactly, and just scream in their face, be like, woo, woo, <laughs> yeah. number one. Fire your weapon into the air in celebration. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it let you. This ride, so I, I was reading that when the ride initially opened that you actually got to pick up your gun, and but now it's like stationary. I don't, I don't remember being able to pick it up. Yeah, I don't remember that either. And doing uh, some research for this, also speaking of the early history of the ride, it was possible to go above that 999,999 mark, but the only way you could see your accurate score is they would email your score to you. And there used to be, uh, at least according to the Wikipedia once again, uh, there used to be some way that you could play this game from home through the internet. Oh, weird. I know, right? Clearly, that has since been uh, kiboshed and is no longer offered. But at one point, like this was, this was kind of a very much more interactive ride than it is now. <laughs> and it, that's that's still not to say it is not an interactive ride. Yeah, Wait, it, it's still it's interactive. Just you have to be there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing we didn't mention is throughout the ride, you've got a music soundtrack playing. It's a classic Randy Newman Toy Story soundtrack, but it's also like like this, going (laughs) through the buzz like you, right? Sorry. (laughs) But it has like a cool spacey spin on it, which is awesome. It lasts about four to five minutes, two to three riders per vehicle, and typically it's a pretty reliable ride. It doesn't break down too much. So, uh, yeah, that's it. That is Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. I we, we usually say at the end of these discussions, if something is kind of like a must-do, I think if you are similar to me, you're a competitive person, you like gaming, you like interactive stuff, 
I think that if you're in Tomorrowland, you definitely want to give it a try, especially if you're a fan of Toy, Toy Story. Um, you can always fast pass it. It's a fast pass option. You can usually get them pretty easy. So my strategy might be on this one, use like one of your rolling fourth fast passes because I don't recommend waiting more than, like you said, it could get 30 minutes plus. It's you. I mean, when I saw it this summer, it was usually over 30 minutes. I was going to say it's normally north of that. I don't think I'd want to wait an hour for this thing. Um, no. It's just a, it's a fun thing. But little kids, I think little kids will like it. Um, cause oh, absolutely, yeah. If you have a little one in your in your crew or like jay said if you're a fan of toy story i would definitely check it out but like he also said try and get it on fast pass because the wait for this i mean it can it can get pretty high and i don't know i i would i would be hard pressed to justify waiting in line more than 30 minutes for this right yeah but but fast passes are typically always available it would be very unusual for you not to be able to get a fast pass for this so use that rolling forth that's the mm. thing. You got those are so valuable. If you want to maximize your time in the parks, make your fast passes all very early. And and once you use that first one, say say you book one nine a.m. and it's Space Mountain, you knock it out. As soon as you're off, you could try to see if you could nudge your next one back to where you could start riding right away. Like nudge mm-hmm. it back, like modify it, move it to nine thirty. But try to knock those out because once you get to that rolling fourth. It really opens up your day, and you can like, oh, we're over in Tomorrowland. Buzz Lightyear has a 45-minute wait. Let's see if we can get a fast pass. Boom, we're walking on. There you go. Yep. Do it. Do it to it. Yeah, that's uh, that's a really good piece of advice. I know people know to book their fast passes out as far as possible in most cases, but that rolling forth can really, I'm not going to say make or break your day, but it can definitely enhance it. It can help, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Landon. Well, I think this has been a fun review of the Space Ranger spin. I hope people enjoy the ride and enjoyed our review. And I would also like them to enjoy other audio treats that you bring to the table. So where can people find those things if they would like to? L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me on Twitter, 280 characters at a time. I also own a website, buttmunchchips.com, buttmunchchips. Sit on your butt and munch. That's good. I like that. That's where you can find uh, older episodes of Game of Thrones talk, a.k.a. Got Talk. If you're a fan of the Sweet Science Professional Wrestling, we have also old episodes of Nearfall Radio. And whatever the heck the R&D project was, we have episodes of that. And I know I'd say it every week. There's rumblings. One of those might be coming back. But uh, don't hold your breath. And if you do, like, maybe move away from hard objects for when you pass out, because I'm not going to be responsible for the brain damage you get. Fair enough. Oh, and I'm also on the Phil Show on News Talk 98.7, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m., local radio station here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming on uh, the World Wide Web at Newstalk987.com. Also available, uh, download the iHeartRadio app in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Yeah, he's on the radio in Knoxville when he's not spending his life down in Walt Disney World. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe doing that plug is a bit presumptuous because I'm not positive I still have a job <laughs> uh, since I've been gone for like two weeks. We'll see if my key fob works uh, Monday morning. Surprise. So after after you've already downloaded this, I'll know one way or another if I have a job. Uh, and if I don't have a job, that is definitely a reason to follow me on Twitter because, boy, I will have tales to tell. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Landon, thanks so much for joining me. And we're going to do this again next week. What do you think? Yeah, okay, sure. If, if you're down for it. Awesome. All right. We're going to take a break. Stick with us. we got one more segment of Monday Morning Monorail.
coming right at you. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed M3-4D today. And now it's time to get to the main course, if you will. <laughs> the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival has begun. And it, it's full of rats. It started, it started on August 29th, and it will run through November 23rd of 2019. If you want to tweet while you're at the Food and Wine Festival, you go hashtag Taste Epcot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, lots of exciting things happening as part of this festival. There are, of course concerts with the eat to the beat concert there are seminars that you can take part of there's a remy the rat scavenger hunt that you can do it was amazing (laughs) and i got a prize from it you did and my special announcement was that epcot's full of rats (laughs) okay (laughs) and it is it's remy is kind of like hosting it's like wasn't figment kind of the unofficial mascot of the festival of the arts he was everywhere, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So kind of Remy is that for food and wine this year. Remy and Emil all over yeah, the place. They're so great. Yeah. So I didn't want to do like a full review of the food and wine festival today. I think, you know, we can kind of do just as you sample when you go around World Showcase, we can do samplings of things that we've tried kind of throughout the month, throughout the next couple of months, really, to give people pointers. But really what I wanted to do today Based on the first couple weekends of food and wine and our experience, we've already gone. Actually, one more time, we can get our coasters. I'm getting that coaster. We're going to get those mini coasters (laughs) the next time we go. Shout out to WDW Mini Bar, our best friend, Allison. I'm saying our best friend because now she's our best friend, Allison. Oh, whatever. Just because you (laughs) met her doesn't mean anything. Oh, I I think we're best (laughs) friends now. Well, I was going to say that she already got her coasters, but... We've learned a few things from these first few trips, and I wanted to share some learnings and some advice, some tips for people who might be going to the Food and Wine Festival coming up in the next couple of months. So maybe we can each say our favorite that we had. You could if you remember it. I can remember mine. Okay. I don't know if Garrett remembers anything. Did you even eat anything? Probably not. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I know my favorite. Okay. All right. So... I mean, this can just be a round table, like it, whatever you guys want to throw out, feel free. You don't have to wait your turn, but I am holding in my hand. This is going to be my first tip. I am holding in my hand a festival passport, and I think that this is a great thing for you to pick up. They're available everywhere. Cast members, I think every cast member you see probably has them. They've got them at like every kiosk you pass by and they're free. They're these little white books, little mini books, and you can actually put your name and information in the front. As you go through this, it's got pages that have... It's got the Eat to the Beat concert lineup in the front. It's got um, fun for the kids of all ages, like the dance party stages, family play zones. It's telling you all about where you can find the festival merchandise. And then it also has a listing of every single place that you can get food and drink with check boxes beside each item, as if you're going to go through and try absolutely everything. I guess you technically could. Unless you're allergic. Yeah. Yes. And then as you visit each place, there's actually stickers in the middle, and you're supposed to attach a sticker to each booth to show that you've been there. And in the very back, there is the Emile's Formage Montage. 
and it gives you a list of six items. No, five. There's five items from five different places, and if you try those, you get a special stamp from the cast members that give you the food, and then you actually get a complimentary cheesecake if you get all five stamps for completing that. So a lot of fun things. Make sure you get a passport. It'll help you to uh, kind of work your way through. It's a good guide. It helps you remember what you've had. I don't think that you want to show up to get a passport to figure out what you want. I think you want to have a game plan going in. I think this is more of like a documenting what you've done kind of a thing. That's what I say. But get one. Yeah, I agree. Free souvenir. Free souvenir. And it has Remy on the front. It's got Remy all in it. Remy's shaking some salt onto what looks like a pod of peas. Huh. You want salty peas. Salty peas. Yeah. Also on the back, there's this green burger. That's kind of nasty. Well, you know. (laughs) The nasty patty. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That was my first tip. I was giving you guys some time to think about it. Garrett. Why don't you tell people a tip for enjoying the Food and Wine Festival? Get get the, the a crepe. Get a crepe. You have to get a crepe, a chocolate, like a hazelnut crepe. But, get it. But that's always it. there. Is it? Yes, in well, France. It goes with everything else, though. <laughs> but the we were walking with his crepe, and we passed by Belgium, and they have these waffles. And I was like, oh, no, you should have got the... The Belgian waffles, but he loved the crepe um, from France. While everyone else is enjoying their peasant food from food and wine, just get a crepe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, so if you look at France on the passport, it doesn't list the crepes. They've got. It's not a food and wine thing. However, when, when you're e- eating a lot, of, when your family's eating a lot of food, just get a crepe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Great. I'll throw in a tip that Landon wanted me to share because I told him we were going to be talking about this in the third segment. And he said his tip would be start in Canada and you definitely want to go into the theater where they used to show O Canada and enjoy the cider and the cheese. He, he enjoyed the charcuterie. Yeah, it was good. I had that too. And he enjoyed the cider flight. I didn't, didn't get to I have any cider because it's all alcoholic cider. And then the cider that isn't alcoholic is frozen. Frozen? Froden? Frozen cider. None of us can speak. So I was really sad because I was excited for cider because you know Uh, how much I love cider. Yeah, and they didn't have any non-alcoholic aside from the frozen? Oh, I didn't realize that because I also had the cider flight myself. It was good. Oh, and Landon also wanted me to tell you, you can get the filet mignon from Le Cellier and the cheese soup from the Le Cellier booth for food and wine. And he did that three times. Wow. Yeah. So... (laughs) Landon's a, you know, he's the kind of guy, if he finds something he likes, he's going to keep on going back to that well. Might I suggest to Landon, Ah. he go in and order a full steak. (laughs) Right. Well, he pretty much did order a full steak by the time he was done. I guess he had three of them. Those are Landon's tips for food and wine. Well, thanks. Yeah. I think um, that I would have liked bigger portions of some of the food I tried. Because it's so tiny, but they that's had... That's not a tip. That's a comment. <laughs> I had the chicken korma from, from India, India. Mm-hmm. and that was really, really good. But what was that 
steak that we had, like yeah, a braised the coffee rub. Yeah, coffee rub one. Oh, uh, in, um, you're talking about the one from Africa? Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. Let Delicious. me just use my passport and I will give you the details of that particular steak because it was very good. It was something that I had targeted when I was there with the guys and then we kind of got washed out by a freak rainstorm. Here we go. From Africa. The Kenyan Coffee Barbecue Beef Tenderloin with Sweet Potato and Corn Mealy Pap and Kachambari Slaw. It was... It was amazing. It was probably maybe my favorite thing that we've tried so far. It's definitely one of my favorites. It was like comfort foodie. Yeah. Tasted like a really good roast. It did. It was very, very good. But man, I, yeah, I could have eaten a lot more of that. Like yeah. I wanted an entree-sized... I think the only thing that may have blown us all away more was that cheesecake Landon got. That cheesecake, maple bourbon cheesecake. Yeah, that was my favorite thing we tried there. It was amazing. Yeah, maple bourbon cheesecake with maple bourbon cream, caramel, and pecan crunch. And that was at the Cheese Studio. Oh my goodness. It was really good. If you like cheesecake, and I, I mean, Sam's not even a big even cheesecake, like cheesecake person, and she loved it. It's light was, and fluffy. Yeah. It wasn't dense. It just tasted like you were eating the most amazing air ever. <laughs> <laughs> we also got the braised beef stroganoff from the cheese studio, and I thought it was really good. It was It was good. good. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we went to the food and wine um, booth. I can't remember. It was like wine and something. Or, and that one... Uh, we got um, scallops. Yeah, the scallop was real. I ate half of a whole scallop, and we were sharing with four people. Yeah. So. Whoops. <laughs> I did. Oh no. That came from the wine and dine studio. It was mm-hmm. seared scallops, truffled celery root puree, Brussels sprouts, and wild mushrooms. Yeah. And it was it was very tasty. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that is different this year than from last year is the actual booths aren't just in the world showcase anymore. So tip to people walk outside of it a little bit over where club cool is. That's where some of the booths are and they have really good stuff over yeah. there. Yeah. My tip is to not overlook those booths. Mm. At first I was kind of like, Oh, these are out here. I want to go into the world showcase and get the stuff. But man, they had some really good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Like I would have never tried that cheesecake if we hadn't made it over that way. Yeah, and I am really looking forward to the donut box opening up oh, yeah. over where Test Track is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Because we definitely want to try this um, black and white coffee cocktail garnished with a fresh yeast donut with chocolate espresso bean crumbles. McKenna cannot um, have. I can't have that, but it sounds <clears throat> really good. Yeah. I would say, okay, so... I always say go in with a game plan. Like, you need to do your scouting of the menus and the booths before you ever show up. Because don't don't think that you can just, like, oh, I'll just walk by everything. And then when I find something I want, I'll stop and get it. I guess you could do that. But what you're going to end up doing is saying, like, okay, I'm interested in that. But there might be something better coming up. So I'm going to wait. And then you might not go back and try stuff. You need to make, like, a hit list of things that you definitely have to try and then you can kind of like, after you get these, you know, must try items, 
then you can maybe do some flybys of some nearby booths and see if like you're interested in some of the other stuff. And don't be afraid to try things just because it maybe sounds a little bit exotic or weird. I mean, I don't know if this sounds exotic to some people, but maybe some people are turned off by the fact that it's that it's not a, a meat they're normally used to eating, which would be the venison stew with crushed mm. potatoes. It was good. This so came good. this came from the Alps near Nor- Norway, and it was. I'm telling you, if if I didn't tell you that the uh, that the beef that we got from Africa was my favorite, this would be right up there. Yeah. yeah. That venison stew was delicious. It, again, it was kind of comfort foody. It was creamy and gravy was good. And, and you know, deer sometimes can taste really gamey, but yeah. this was very good. Mm-hmm. If you cook it right, it can taste really... That's the southern lady talking here. If you cook it right, it'll taste really good. But if you don't cook it right, it does taste gamey. And they did a good job with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. Try something that you've never tried before. If it sounds weird, give it a try. Because the thing is, it's small anyways. If you hate it, then, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Because everything's about five or six bucks. Yeah. You know, and, and but at least put one thing on your list of something you wouldn't typically want to eat. Because then you're getting to try something new. If you're on the dining plan, by the way, you can use quick service credits for a lot of these items. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. That's a really good thing. I didn't know that at all. One of the things, as you mentioned, like just be brave and try stuff. One of the things that I've got on my list that I haven't yet tried is the frothy ramen from Japan. Just because the idea of chilled noodles and it just, I don't know. I've been a little nervous about it. Like like maybe it'll kind of gross me up. But it's if you see it, it, they almost serve it like a drink. It comes in a little cup, oh, wow. and they've got the noodles in there, and then they put a foam topping on top of it. It's in uh, dashi broth, and I'm going to try it the next time we go. I haven't been brave enough to try it yet, but I'm going to try it. I'll have it with you. I did try the teriyaki chicken bun from Japan, which is a steamed bun filled with chicken, vegetables, and sweet teriyaki that sauce. That sounds good. And it was delicious. That I'm, does sound good. I'm not a huge fan of like the bun I like bun. that they put on the like the Japanese bun. I don't know why. It's something about it is just um, it's too doughy. It's too soft for me. I think, uh, but the interior, crocodile alligator, it was good. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. So, oh, I have another tip. One of the things that you'll find at some of the merchandise locations is you can buy gift cards that are little Remy the Rat gift cards, yeah. and they have a wristband that you can wear. And this might be a good way that you can kind of uh, put a budget on how much you're going to spend at food and wine. Um, so you put a cap on it and you don't overspend. Get a gift card. And then also you put this gift card on your wrist. You don't have to pull your wallet out every single time that you're going. And you're going to be making a lot of stops. Food, drink. You're going to be making a lot of stops. Get one of these Remy gift cards. Not only can you manage your budget, it's a keepsake. Yeah. And it is really cute. It is pretty cute. And if you have older kids who want to go run off and do their own thing, that'd yeah. be a good idea oh, yeah. for exactly. them. Exactly. Perfect. That's a good tip, too. If you want your kids to be able to have a little flexibility and independence and not run off with the credit card. Yeah. Yeah. Just give them a budget and let them go and do their thing. Yeah. So there you go. Those Remy gift cards are definitely very cute. And then I was also going to say, if you're a person who enjoys beer... Typically, the beer pours at all of these booths are very, very small. Don't so do it. it's really kind of not worth it unless there's something that you really want to try. You're better off going up to like a walk-in bar at one of the countries and just getting a full-size beer. 
Yeah, I saw that they were selling like jam jar, which is a wine um, that you can get at the grocery store here. And they were selling jam jar. It's a you know three ounce pour, mm-hmm. and they're selling it for four bucks when you can buy a bottle for nine. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. unless there's a wine that you've never had and you really want to try it. Go into the little bars around Epcot and get a drink instead because you're going to get your money's worth there. Yeah. Like we we were passing by Morocco mm-hmm. and we ended up going into the bar at Spice Road Table. Yeah. And I got the um, sangria and you got you you had them make you a special drink. I just a wanted... A pomegranate vodka soda. Yeah. That's all I wanted. Yeah. yeah. I got this watermelon drink from there that I think you would really like. I like watermelon drinks. Yeah. Yep. You would have enjoyed this watermelon drink. It had sure. cherries in it, too. It's good. Oh, I love cherries, too. <laughs> yeah, and I think, is it called the Crown and Ivy, right? The um, the, the UK? UK. Rose and Crown. Rose and Crown. <laughs> I just made up something. You can go in there and get a drink. You yeah. can go into they, a lot and, of the places. And just because you're going to a bar, they're not giving you glasses. They'll give you no. plastic cups. Yeah, you can go out and walk around with it. You don't have to stay yeah. there. So, so you're in good shape. Oh, one last thing I wanted to recommend. I did try the key lime mimosa from Simmering Sips, and it was very tasty. Mm. Key lime sparkling wine and cranberry juice. I bet I could find that and make that. Probably could, but it was good. Mm-hmm. So if you like mimosas, give that a try, especially if you like lime. I like lime quite a bit. So we've got a lot more to do. We've checked out um, a lot of the countries. We've put a lot of passport stickers on here. I've still got a lot to go. Yeah. So we're going to be going back. We'll have more recommendations for you, but I just thought maybe we could kind of kick things off with a little bit of a, a tip show talking about how you can enjoy it. And also keep in mind that um, the Eat to the Beat concert series, the performers do like three shows a day. So just take note, um, take a look at the signs and usually the performances um, on Friday and Saturday are 6.30, 7.45, and 9. So time, you know, time that out if you want to see somebody in particular. Also, you know, you can always enjoy the British Revolution. You can enjoy the the shows in front of Germany. I can't remember that band. And the, they're polka. Yeah, they're all great. In Canada. there's And then, the, of course, the drummers in Japan. Great little side shows that you can enjoy while you're having your food and beverage. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to use garbage cans as tables. Sometimes you can't find a good table. It's kind of a food and wine tradition. You're eating on a garbage can. Stinky. But, um, it's a little gross. I really do want to try almost everything on this list and, except for what I'm allergic to. Um, that's going to be really hard, but man, it all looks so awesome. Yep. I hope everybody lets us know what they think about the tasty stuff they've tried. Yeah. Let us know if you've tried something and we haven't mentioned it, give us recommendations too. And here's what I'm going to say. I want you all to retweet today's episode when it comes out on Twitter. And if you will do that, I'm going to draw a random name from the people that retweet our episode on Twitter. So there's going to be one that comes out at 12.01 that's going to say, um, you know, now pulling into the station, a new episode of Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. You can retweet that one or the one that I retweet or the one that I tweet out sometime during the day, probably around 10 or 11 o'clock on Monday uh, a.m. If you retweet the episode and you have to be following us, retweet and follow, then you can win a Epcot guide map which has the International Food and Wine Festival information. Plus, if you look at the map, the Fountain of Nations is still on there. Club Cool's on there. So this is kind of a collector's item at this point. And 
I will send you a passport that we picked up that we didn't use. So you're going to get an Epcot guide map and a passport for retweeting the episode. And a penny. One, one person. I'll throw in a penny. <laughs> we will send you a penny. Yeah. So we'll draw a random name from all the people who do it if you do it by the end of the day, Wednesday. Okay. How's that? How about that? Yeah. And end of the day. By end of the day, I mean like 11.59 p.m. Wednesday. Eastern. Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. So do it, people. Yeah. Do it and win stuff. We'll send it to you. And um, we'll also appreciate the fact that you're sharing our show. Yes. Treat that penny with care. (laughs) Don't spend it all in one place. (laughs) If you save up enough of those pennies... You'll have a dollar. You'll have a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's wrap it up for today. I want to thank you all for listening to us. As always, thank you for being friends. Thank you for following us. We have really enjoyed over the last couple of weeks. We've actually had a chance to meet a lot of new people. A lot of people we've connected with on social media. Some of our podcast friends and others. I actually got recognized and spoken to in World Showcase uh, for the first time. And now I feel like a celebrity. So no one that. knew who I was. And no one cared. <laughs> a cast member recognized me, <laughs> but that's just cause you've been there frequently. Yeah. But, uh, I really appreciate all the friendships and all the connections that we're making with all of you. It's part of the great thing about this podcast. So please continue to interact with us. Follow us on all the socials. We're at morning monorail, Monday morning monorail on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We have a website. Monday morning monorail podcast.com and it will lead you to all the things including RT public store if you click on the merch button but yay we have a website yay website it's awesome and we're going to be blogging we've got our first blog up I'll probably do a food and wine blog sometime this week so watch for that oh yeah and try the Brazilian cheese bread (laughs) okay I'm done (laughs) and follow me on Twitter at that's it just at at well at gummy bear king too I need to change that because that's not accurate. Um, I upload, I, I change my banner and icon like all the time. So watch out for those. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Follow Garrett. And Follow subscribe. us all. Subscribe to the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. And we'll be back <laughs> right here next week. Until then, I hope you have a magical week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings, and please watch your step as you exit. (laughs) See y'all.